I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're locked into the two-two-two-two-pro one-slow podcast. Right, welcome back. Episode... Oh, we're not actually playing the intro. No, no intro. <laughs> Bill's, like I said a minute ago before we started, it's not on here. It's on the computer because we haven't got a new intro because we haven't got a new sponsor yet. Still no sponsor. Ed's been, Ed's been hard to get. Nah, I've He's been hardball. I've been chatting away to a few people, but anyway, as you'll notice, we're not in our usual spot. We're, we're in. Uh, we're not selling out. Fuck the system. No, we're in. We're in my office at the minute, but we're also not going back to the workshop. We've we've got a studio space now. New we? studio on route. We went yesterday and checked it out and made some plans and did some interior designing and <coughs> Ed's got some upholstery hard at work making some cool shit. Yeah, we're busy. So that will be coming at some point. Um, Reinvesting in your view and pleasure for those of you that tune in via... A, 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 a tube. Um, no, the, uh, what's the word? A visual platform. Yeah, visual. So th- that is one of the reasons why we've been pretty quiet over the last uh, month and a half, two months. You'll probably notice as well. Tommy's, Tommy's not, not here. We should, well, if you hadn't realised, Tommy's not here. But Tommy that oh, constantly whinges that I'm away, so we can't do anything because I'm away that isn't here because uh, he's away. Now, he's gone to Spain, um, so we thought we might as well take this opportunity to get something out for you. We'll do a proper one, get some, some a high-quality podcast while he's not here, is what we actually thought. We'll do one properly that is going to get you know good reviews and, and might actually pull a few sponsors in while he's not here before and being miserable and moaning and negative and turning all the, the brands away from her. So we'll put a positive one out there. <laughs> he's going to be so upset when he listens to that. Yeah, we'll put a positive one out there. We might get some sponsors and try and keep them once he returns. Yeah, well, that is one of the reasons why we've been quiet. And the other reason is you've been on a, a bit of a media ban, haven't you? Yeah, well, I was, te- I, well, technically I didn't really stop podcasting, I just wasn't here, and then um, that's why I was silent, the silence has been, ban sounds very severe and sounds like I'd done something wrong or it was all very serious, um, but anyway, if you hadn't realised that the U- the vlogs are back, I'm back on YouTube, I'm back on Instagram, not that I was really hiding, I just, um, for some reason, Everything happened, although not a lot really changed. I still ride for Husky. I just got a little bit more freedom to do my own deals with some sponsors. Um, and because there was some other stuff going on with the team sponsors and a lot of bits and bobs going on, everything kind of just happened late um, in terms of deals and sponsors and press releases more than anything. So um, because I was away in South Africa, also it meant we didn't, a lot of things were. I stayed in South Africa longer than I was planning because the super injury of Israel, which was meant to be. The 10th of January or something around that it got postponed till March. So that means the first race was actually last weekend, which was the first weekend of February. So I ended up staying in South Africa longer, which delayed being able, the availability of getting photographs and doing press releases and bits and bobs like that. Um, so everything was just late. However, now everything is press released and official and done how the corporate people like to do it. So we're back to just being able to video what one, talk shit and... Do you want to clear up a lot of confusion because there's so many people that say in your current blogs and in your comments and still can't work out why Rockstar would sponsor the Supercross team but not everyone else. Yeah, so (coughs) that might as well happen here because I am sick of seeing them comments. Um, Although they're not that stupid. A lot of people probably just, you know, didn't know how the the ways of a lot of things work. But basically, Rockstar was a team sponsor anyway um, for me and the whole of the Husky team. It was never anything to do with me personally. Um, and then about halfway through last year, Rockstar got bought by Pepsi. I don't know if any I guess, I think this is public knowledge anyway. Rockstar, Rockstar, got, now. <laughs> Rockstar got bought by Pepsi um, and new ownership and people leaving, new people coming, whatever, they decided there's some there's a problem or some think that wasn't right with the distribution for of Rockstar in Europe, which Pepsi didn't like. So they're currently in a trying to resolve that and do so and obviously because they're not in full control of the distribution or something to do with that, they're now not sponsoring 
um, any kind of any sponsoring anything in Europe. Well, that's what I've kind of heard through various bits and people. Everyone kind of has their own little take on it, and no one's entirely sure. Anyway, at the end of the day, it doesn't really affect me massively because it was a team sponsor anyway, and um, stuff like that. But I think the way it works in America is different. I think it's kind of they're almost although it's the same brand. It's kind of run as a Basically, as like two separate companies, um, I think I don't really know. This they're continuing in America, only in America, but for the whole American team, enduro, motocross, supercross, everything, and then in Europe, completely separate, completely free, nothing. There was talk of it coming back. I don't know. Who knows what'll happen? Maybe they'll come back next year. We'll see. Kind of like I say, it doesn't really affect me anyway either way. So I was um, well, the one thing it does affect you with is now your bike's got a blue frame rather than a black one and a load of white. But we was when we what, for the purpose of this podcast i'm going to pretend i haven't spoke to billy for three months but i actually have and when it first came out it um we weren't that keen were we but now it looks cool yeah after after the well for the first super endo i actually used the blue frame even though it wasn't supposed to just to make stan's life easier and then after that first super endo in poland in december he changed everything to white to this new look and we got sent some pictures then and i wasn't really keen at all um and then after some time to reflect and then seeing one in person and stuff like that, I actually really like the new bike. I think it's it's quite a clean look. Mm. Um, white looks good. I will say, though, I watched some of the videos and pictures from Tong at the weekend, and when it looks dirty, I feel like it looks like in an indoor or whatever, when it all stays clean and nice and fresh, I think it looks really good. But when it looks the white with, with mud yeah, and man. stuff like that, it's, I don't know if I prefer the black to that. But in general, just as how it looks and stuff, considering how which I wasn't keen on it at first. I actually really liked the bike and the setup. and It changed a bit, didn't it? Because from the first things that Stan showed me, it's now a little bit different. And then when the Dakar launched, it was like... Yeah, they changed it a bit. The Bat Mudguard, I think, wasn't blue at first, which I think I actually quite like the colour of the, black, the Bat Mudguard, and I think that goes quite good. And, and I quite like the blue seat too. I think it works quite good. Yeah, I like it. So, yeah, quite a few changes. But I, I also kind of like it, really. It, it's more... I like on brand for Husqvarna really as opposed to being black and white like Husqvarna's colours are blue, white and a little bit of yellow which it kind of all meets it's more of like a traditional Husqvarna vibe So other than Rockstar leaving is there anything else different in the team because it seems to me that you're using most of the same stuff same parts, same sponsors Yeah well I guess the team sponsors I got, I did re- I had to sign a new contract at the end of last year um, and got a little bit more freedom in my own deals. So I got freedom to kind of choose boots, helmet, gear deals, which is why you've probably noticed um, boots, helmet, and goggles do the same. But I am with a new gear company called S3, um, which you've probably seen a different, I mean, different kit to what I have been and stuff like that. That's um, that's obviously all new. Kind of, it's a new venture for them too, I guess. The, the, the trials guy, probably most of the NGO people have heard of them. The motocross people probably haven't, but um, it's basically a Spanish brand that was predominantly doing trials. It started making a few NGO products over the last couple of years, but kind of sees the sees the growth in the NGO market and the hard NGO market and wants to wants to get involved and get amongst it. So um, I've obviously known them for a lot of years due to riding trials and stuff like that, and it all kind of lined up perfectly. Really, I had some. I wanted to stay um, stay with kind of my existing sponsors, but boot helmet goggles wise, I was pretty happy. Um, I think. 100% City are all kind of probably the up there with the best products of the categories out there so I was more than happy to, to kind of renew with them um, and then yeah the, the gear opportunity just was kind of perfect timing really they wanted to make a push I kind of had some freedom and choice to go wherever I want and, and um, there's a lot of advantages to it like all of the gear are 90% of the stuff is made like on site at the factory in Spain so there's like a real short turnaround time and stuff like that um, a lot of flexibility in terms of designs or products and, and stuff like that we're, we're working a lot um it's all kind of just prototype stuff i'm wearing at the moment um which they're going to bring out hopefully later this year once we get a product that i'm happy with but so far it's been really good like i say super fast turnaround times like i'll give them some ideas or we did some like initial measurements and stuff like that and, and talked about materials stuff like that they had a prototype ready which I tested and then give some feedback like the same day then the next day we had like four different models ready to test um and go from there really which is it's it's cool it's quite new for me i've learned quite a lot already like it's 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 quite enjoyable really to 
to start testing other stuff rather than just the bike and, and it's crazy like the difference is like uh, Ed obviously knows quite a bit from the pants but like stretch material how it works and you change one panel from stiff to stretch and then the whole fitment changes dramatically then how that feels and it's quite cool I've uh, I found it pretty interesting like and already from the start it was like a usable product we're just obviously trying to make it um as best it possibly can be. Um, Are they going to let the creative things inside your mind come out onto the gear at any point? Because yeah, at the minute, it's very Husqvarna. Yeah, no, we're keeping, we're keeping Husqvarna on board at this moment in time. We're, we're going to push the boat out slightly. That's probably the only... That's probably where the... the uh, how am I going to put this? That's where the restrictions would probably come by. There's obviously requirements, and Husqvarna, being the size it is, has brand requirements and stuff like that but to be honest um i'm slowly but surely working quite a few people of the corp from the corporate world onto my side and they're kind of like they they enjoy my thought processes and where my ideas are coming from so what the beauty i think is is i'm not tied into any gear deals yeah so ed's free to go we're gonna go wild so we'll go wild on some kit for me i've already primed them to tell them there's wild ideas coming. It was, it's been kind of a rush. Like I say, I stayed in South Africa longer. Just I wanted to make the most of the free time and and enjoy myself down there. Um, so everything was quite a bit of a rush to get ready for these first couple of races. Uh, I think once kind of the Super Enduro's finished and there's a little bit more free time to... And we've got probably like a, a finalised product or a product like the product we're going to use for the majority of the year. I think we're going to continue evolving and stuff like that and, and trying to trying to make stuff better. Um, but but yeah, once we've got something that's you know a, a solid base, then we're going to start um, start pushing the boundaries a little bit. And whether it might not get approved for Husqvarna to go racing with, but I think we can at least do some mad shit for some vlogs and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, we need an old old style kit to match the six ten. Yeah, no, we need an old school style um, stuff for like a retro video. There's all sorts that we can do. But like I say, that was one of the selling points. Really, like it, it's literally. Um, Ed can flick his mouse about on Illustrator and then two days later we can have a, a fully made set of kits. So um, it has a lot of advantages and like I say, they're super motivated and want to want to push into the market. So I'm, I'm really happy with how things have gone. Um, and even for now, like the first the first designs were, were all just kind of fully within the, the guidelines of the Husky the Husky rule book and stuff like that. And it all still looks pretty sick to start off with, really. I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with, with how we're looking and, and how we are, how we're feeling and seem to be going fast so far in his first couple of races. So, yeah, no, it's look, it looks good. I mean, from from what you sent me, there's not really been a great deal of design. Well, not not gone into it, but yeah, it's been pretty tame, and it to keep Husky sweet from the get go. Um, leading on from from your your gear, what's the plans on the helmet? Is there anything going to replace the black helmet or? Um, yeah, again, everything was quite late. Aero was the last deal to be finalised. Um, so it was like a mad rush to just get something. Um, I got some plain black ones, then Husky said, oh, we want you to wear this one for now. But um, no, I do have, um, I don't want to reveal too much, but there's more than likely going to be a replica Aero helmet coming at some point. Again, no further plans have been made. We've just been rushing to get ready for these first few races, really. Um, but there will be some uh, some intensive design discussions going on, I'd imagine, across the board. Um, but I, I couldn't put a timeline on that at this moment in time. To be honest, it's like just been just been getting ready for races. But no, um, there will be hopefully a bit more spice coming to the helmet. Um, what else has, has happened? Obviously, you've now. Not moved to Spain permanently, but you're spending a lot more time in Spain. Yeah, so I'm in Andorra quite a bit of the time. Um, I've got my residency there now, which is which is good. Uh, I think since Brexit, uh, it's been quite well. There was everyone, no one really knows what they're meant to do with spending uh, spending time in Europe on a British passport. Everyone's kind of pushing the limit of the, the 90 days. No one really knows what they're meant to do in return. And, and um, I'd been thinking about obviously moving... And a lot of the hard enduro guys are there anyway, kind of Johnny, Manny, uh, Johnny, Mario, Alfredo, Taddy. Um, and I think more are probably going to come in the near future just because of the, just, it's a cool place. A lot of, lot of kind of bike riders, motorbike riders, a lot of things to do, a lot of activities. There's, there's decent motocross tracks, you know, not too far away. You don't get the weather like we've got today. Though. And just, I came home for this week 
I did the British round at the weekend and thought, oh, I'll stay. It's my sister's birthday this week, so I thought I'll spend a week at home. I ride a bit of motocross. Um, yeah, hang out, come hang out with the boys a little bit. Yeah, ride a bit of motocross. We had big plans today, by the way. Yeah, oh, today, I fucking forgot about that. Did Tell us about your big plans. We went to be going to Matt Jones's today, um, as we discussed on the podcast when he was on. Um, if uh, yeah, and would planned well would been it'd been in the pipeline from for months anyway i said oh i'm home this week let's do a day it said tuesday i said tuesday works that's good i had some other plans for another video thursday which looking at the weather is also looking touch and go well they cancelled that no not yet but i'm just not convinced in any way i've just we've been here one day and it's just rain non-stop and it's forecast 100 percent rain for the next three days this mm. time of year in England. And it, it's been good for the last two weeks. I've been sat at home watching... Well, not at home, but been sat in Spain. Still happy. I can't complain. The weather's been good there, riding, whatever. But looking at videos of everyone riding here, I think England looks good at the minute. Thought, oh, I'll go back for the week after the British round. Fucking pissed down every single day. Mm. And Tommy's gone to Spain. And Tommy's gone to Spain this week. timed it perfectly. Obviously. But yeah, so we were supposed to be going Matt Jones's today and... Bill was going to attempt some uh, some mountain bike trickery. Yeah, we we're going to do some few f- triple tear whips. Was he going for the triple tear whip, double back flip? Bill fancies himself as a mountain bike rider. I fancied a, a knuckle bounce front flip Fuck on it. the airbag. I've seen them do that. Yeah, I've seen a few people do it as well, but never one, never land it successfully. Have you not? Oh, they only they only put the successful ones in the videos. Oh, right. Well, that was I was fancying a knuckle bounce front flip. But nah, um, well, our other day on Thursday is also a mountain bike day, but that might not go ahead either. So Looking at the weather, um, well, it's a bit of both, a bit of motorbikes, a bit of mountain bikes. It's quite, we were just tagging, well, it was a video and I was going to, well, anyway, we'll see what happens. If it happens, it happens, you're going to see it. Mm. Hopefully it does. Make the most of something from this fucking week of being stuck in the rain. I might even have to attend the gym at some point this week. The weather's looking that good. I thought we were going for a game of squash after. Yeah, that's not a gym, that. No, no, gym. it's fucking big, big competition. You no, talk we'll, highly of we'll yourself. We'll play squash. I am fucking the boys. We've got no rackets though. Are they allowed to rent? Yeah, you Are you allowed to rent rackets again? Is that yeah, COVID yeah. rule gone yeah, now? COVID's gone now. Yeah, finished. COVID's gone. Boris has been in trouble, so he just let everyone out. So we've got no, uh, no one wants to, wants to be angry at him anymore. Yeah, we are going to play squash later. Like, squash is... Squash is big, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's. I like to. It gets a lot of aggression out because you can just hit the ball as hard as you want at the wall. It's, it's good for me. I like it a lot. Um, I've got a bit of news of my own, really, and it's sort of for you as well. You've got uh, merch restock. Have yeah. you been checked it out? Yeah, well, yet? you've got merch on your head, but um, big big changes at Kex actually now. If you have been ordering since. Just pre-Christmas, you might have noticed, you might not, but the return address has now changed. Um, we are... No one's obviously going to have noticed No, us. no one's obviously going to notice. We're now running out of a 3PL, which is a third-party logistics um, warehouse. Um, Vince from Client Commerce, good man, spoke to speak to him most days. He's sound. He now manages all of the orders, so when it comes in, he packs them. They're all barcode scanned, so you don't have people like Tommy fucking your order up and you... Ordering a small and getting something wrong, but obviously some mistakes may still happen with the barcoding. But yeah, um, we are big time. Yeah, we're big time. We couldn't fucking milk making millions. We couldn't do it all. I can't do the podcast. I can't do Tommy's vlogs. I can't help Bill. I can't manage every customer and post everything. So someone had to give, and that is uh, that's give. But it's called three PL. I didn't even know that's what it was called. Third party logistics. So I still work real closely with Vince. I speak to him every day and, you know, sometimes go there and um, send stuff. So Billy's got a stack of signed cards to sign. This camera here is actually propped up on them because we haven't got a tripod, but they all go down there as well. So And that camera. Yeah, everything still runs as per. Um, it's just a free man. It's just probably smoother, in fact. It's probably a lot smoother and a lot The there. local post office is a lot friendlier because you're not tuning yeah. up... Taking yeah. an hour of the time every morning to post everything was, in. The post office was getting annoyed at me, especially at Christmas time. Was, well, no, just before Christmas. When we redrop, when we drop your merch, your merch actually, let's go there. You nearly crashed the website. Well done, everybody. 5,000 people everything's came re- Everything's restocked if you did miss out. This is the one and only chance to have a restock. Uh, there will be new designs coming in the next couple of months, but once this first lot's sold out, it's never coming back. Are you bombing it off after? 
Yeah, we're we're getting uh, new, new. What's the word? Um, limited edition. Yeah, limited edition. Got supreme vibes on the go. Soon there's going to be um, people making robots to get on your site for that's launch date. That's what I do with Kex. The, these two yeah. in the background, they're gone. They're done. Never coming back. OG, this one, isn't it? This one's OG. This is day one, and this is. I still my still pink panther still in in action. Well, I think are I've they? got a couple of pink panthers that are still in action. Yeah, they're a good pair. Then they were hot sellers. But yeah, the panther. The panthers went well. Well, there's about nine different colours sprung from it, so you can tell how well it does, Edward. Mm, there's some every every some every reorder. Oh, we'll just we'll just tweak this colour and have another one out of this pattern. I did three of them, and I was going to finish it done, and then I I, I said mm, maybe I'll do another. And what then. was the first? Pink, yellow, pink, yellow, and orange. Uh, oh, yellow and blue, and then the orange one. Yeah, ah, okay. I was the orange one. I was calling yellow. There's a new one that I've just designed that is now getting put into production, so it might be in mid April time, maybe. It's called Trippy Panther. Trippy, oh. If you can admit that's right up your alley, isn't it? It sounds like it is. Maybe they have a full set of kit made out of Trippy Panther. There's also two new Billy Bolt styles because the last one sold out really well. Again, sorry we don't remake them. And there is a Ride Nutrition pair. Ride Nutrition pair is coming. Ride Nutrition is going very well. How is well. that? How's Ride Nutrition going? It's going very well. I would like to thank anyone that's listening to this, that's supported that so far. It's still only available to buy in the UK, I'm afraid. Um, but I do think if you do want to buy it from overseas, there is um, like them letterbox sites. I'm not entirely sure the name. If you really want it, I'm sure there's a way you can find it. Because I know people buy stuff from America. You, know, you basically get it sent to a PO box and then someone from this country sends it to you. Um, I don't know what they're called. But anyway, it's still only available. We are working on export. We've had a few quotes from export people and stuff like that. We're trying to get it out there. Um with it being like a food nutritional supplement, there's more hoops to jump through than just underpants because of ingredients and bits and bobs and stuff like that. Um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna disagree. You wouldn't believe how much finer details and ag there is to selling a pair of pants. Well, I'm not denying that. I just thought I can imagine there's food. more. Yeah, food. there's more. Uh, you don't have to translate the ingredients of what's in your underpants to every country you're potentially going to sell in. No. Put it on the packaging. No, you're right. I don't have to do that. Um, and everyone that is, everyone just wants a fortune to do to do that job. Um, so we're working on it now. Obviously, um, it's still pretty infantile stages, but we're working on that, and we're working on um, a new product. We've just started getting samples for like a. I'll just blow every all of the news out the water. I'll not keep nothing. See, we're working on some samples for like a, a during the race drinks or what you would put in your Camelback or like your water bottle if you want. Because yeah, currently the one now is is it's like pre, a pre-drink. pre-drink. It's like a pre-drink, or like you can you can load it within like a couple of days before. So basically, if you load it with a couple of days prior to competition or your your big run or whatever it might be, um, that's obviously going to increase the amount of oxygen in your body. To put it very simply and probably unscientifically. But that's basically what it does. So we're working on one. Just got some samples and sampling some flavors and stuff like that for a a during exercise drink, which we're hoping um, by the summer that should be ready. I think we're going to bring three flavors of that out because obviously the one now is obviously a nitrate slash beetroot supplement. Um, it's yeah, I think it tastes pretty good compared to the other competitions. It tastes hundred times better. That really doesn't require any other flavours, but obviously when it's it's a dew and activity drink, you're probably going to be sipping it over the space of a couple of hours, so you kind of, there's a little bit more, um, you can have a little bit more preference as to what flavour you want, so we're, we're just started in the early process of sampling some flavours for the next drink. Um, but it's good. Like I say, it's kind of no one's main focus or priority, so it does, things happen a little bit more slowly, we've all kind of got other things that are slightly more important at this stage, it, but any uh, any growth it does get is nice, and I do notice the orders have kind of picked up over the last couple of months, it's gone from being like every every other day we get a few others to kind of like, at least every day, I guess people are probably finishing the first bag and have enjoyed it and starting to make some repurchase and stuff like that, we've noticed. So that, That's a, a business that's with... Two other friends? Three yeah, two other friends. Um, so basically, <coughs> I, I've always been kind of a big believer of nitrate in beetroot. I did some research a good few years ago now. Um, I remember Johnny telling me about it years yeah, ago. Yeah, uh, everyone kind of, I think, has been 
everyone that anyone that looks at the research would agree like oh that's worthwhile doing for what it is and um so i've always kind of been a believer like i would if i'd forget to buy drinks or whatever i'd be like i'd get to an indoor and i'd head to the supermarket and i'd literally just go and buy a jar of beetroot um just because i felt like it was it had benefits so one of my friends um was at uni and he did a lot of research about it and did sports science at uni so did did um got got he's all he's like the brains and the the scientist chemist whatever you want to call it behind it and does all the mixing portions and and all that kind of shit and uh he brought it up to us one day and was like oh what do you think about this i said oh 100 definitely a gap in the market for something that's kind of marketed in in what we're what the target audiences were aiming for and stuff like that i don't think anybody really maximizes how useful them kind of products are um if you want to add 100 percent I'd be keen on getting involved and thought it was a good little, little business opportunity, nice to something to um, yeah, put a bit of effort in towards and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, and just another one of our like friendship group who, who rides bikes and stuff like that. And he was uh, not too, uh, not didn't know too much about it previously, but was also yeah, pretty interested in doing something and in, in getting involved. So between the three of us, we all kind of have our own little, areas that we work on and uh and stuff like that and it's it's going good like i say for for a lot better than i was expecting you know it's all early it's not like we're not we haven't got any outside investment or anything crazy to just start throwing money at people to promote it or whatever we're just kind of relying on on it building itself and, and it is it's grown it's grown and i'm i'm happy with the progress and i, I think, think sometimes it's better to let it grow slow yeah cause i mean it gets like that kicks us a real like loyal customer base mm-hmm. and like wherever we go like people are, are have, you can tell they've supported the brand for a long time since the yeah, beginning definitely. it's not like you you go and pay someone a lot of money and then you get a lot of a lot of followers and traffic of people that don't even know about the brand or where it's come from or whatever mm-hmm. like i don't think it it does any harm and it's nice that it's not we're not relying on it so we can just let it kind of grow organically and naturally and and whatever growth it does get is is only an added bonus but i think when we do get the um then this next product and we've got more than one available i think we can we're going to try and give it a real good push and and, and kind of go to that next level and and stuff like that i think when we reorder we're probably going to do it with a bit higher quantities which should get slightly better margin so we can probably go into some shops and stuff like that and dealers which would be nice yeah. uh, means james is doing all the packaging himself at the minute he's doing it. He's, on, he's on ed's he's on ed's pro ed's old-fashioned program at this moment in time but if we can get a few we can get him vince's number if we can get a few dealers in and get him into some in a few shops he might have a little bit more time on his hands but it's good. I'm enjoying it. And again, it's like something new, something a little bit different. Is he queuing um, up at the post office every morning? Oh, no, because he's doing it from work. Though, yeah, right? so the, I think the post office come and collect from him. Nah, so he's not, more, he's not as much of a slave as you used to be to yourself. Oof, yeah. <laughs> I used to have to try and make sure that, because I didn't get it collected, or Kex didn't get collected, I used to have to make sure that all the packaging was done by 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m. so I could get to the post office before it, or the delivery office the sorting office before it shut at 9 9.30 and I always wanted to try and get customers products there as quick as possible so I used to get up at like half five and start packing orders I know graft no no good I used to help a lot yeah you was you, you was handy Tommy no not so much but I wasn't that handy to be honest I'd come down about half seven and edit in about 30 and I'd do the last five <laughs> nah but you was alright well, we did your first batch of, of merch as well. Yeah, my first time the merch was up and running, Ed was did did all the work behind that, to be honest, of the pack and posting. So if you, anyone fuck-ups, it was all Ed's fault. We're waiting on uh, on Mr. Tommy Sells' merch at the minute. Is it? Has he pressed send yet, or is he still going down like this? No, nah, well, that, we, uh, we've, I say we, I've set on an, uh, a graphic designer as well called... Ryan Watson. Oh, I've never heard of him. Where did you find him? He's Ben and Nathan's brother, but he's proper. He's he's real good at what he does. Very slow, but he's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's doing Tommy's stuff, and he's also going to be doing some stuff for Kex as well. So Tommy will have a line of, of merch coming out soon, I'm sure. Very good. There you I'm go. Not, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to it, if I'm honest. Why? Because you, when I help, well, say help you do yours, you've pretty much done yours, and i just done the, the website bit. Tommy, I know yeah. I'm going to have to do it all. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, it's that's why it took so long to do now because yeah. it's just 
I want merch. And then someone gives him an idea and he goes, no, I don't like it. At least I come with a sketch or I actually come with a half attempted illustrator file mm. for my latest batch um, and just get it cleaned up by the professionals. Tommy just goes, oh, I don't know what I want, but I want some merch. Just I want a 100. Yeah, get a 100. TS100. Talking about merch, if, um, if you're... A Ben Watson fan, you can grab some That's of his. Available as well. now, yes, yeah. I see that. Big shout out for Ben. Ben Sound, he's been wearing Kex for a while. He's always done me a favour. So, if you want Ben Watson merch, I think it's nine one nine store or BW nine one nine store. I'm it's sure on Ben's Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, so he's got hoodies, all proper quality. You get some made the same place as I get Kex clothing made. So it'll be pucker, 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 pucker. It will be. Um, what else is in your notes? Well, I've got a few. I did have a few things written down, but we sort of. I didn't know whether to go on to it first. What I'd written down was South Africa, three PL shipping, S three kit, Rockstar, sort of covered all them. Taking then most of them. The next one was our Pulp MX Fantasy League that we've got in Supercross. Uh, I've made it into the first page after this weekend's performance. Ed's mm. dropped off the face of the earth. He was shit this weekend. Yeah, if you play Pulp MX, you can join our league. It's free to join, I think. Well, I think you have yeah. to pay to play the game, but it's free to join the league. And the league name is 2Pro. Well, I think you can pay, play for free. You just don't get entered to win prizes. Oh, right. Okay. Well, let me check it quickly. So we're five rounds in, are we? Six now. Isn't it? Is it six? I think six. Yeah, because three... No, anyway, five. to join it, you uh, have to type in two pro, one slow, but you have to spell two, T-W-O, not the number. And then, so T-W-O, pro, then number one, slow. There's 208 players in there at the minute. and That's also massively impressive, I think. To see, like, we just decided... one story. We decided the night before the first round, like... We all had one between me and Tommy and the Laws brothers. We were in one league anyway. And I was like, oh, quite good for the podcast, this. So we literally made one five o'clock the night before the first round, put one Instagram story up saying anyone want to join. 207 members, I think, is a valiant effort. Mm. Um, I would, I'm suggesting that for, maybe it's for the outdoors or possibly for next year, we get, make like a, a bit of a thing of it. Try and get some yeah, sponsors to put some prizes in. Put like a a buy in, and then get some some decent prizes for I don't know round winners or overall winner. We, the final details can be made out, but I think that would be pretty cool. I forget um, two hundred eight people without even trying, just just doing it for the crack. If we're going to put some half decent prizes up for grabs, it'd be uh, I think it could go down pretty well. I think um, I think as well if you've already played and you've got points and then you used to join our league those points carry into the league so you can join now and still carry on but um, oh there we go that's all right then millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Marriott. Marriott 251's leading at the minute. The you're, people that you're 47th. win. 47th. Yeah, I'm in the first page, top 50. This week is the first week I've made it overall into the top 50. I had a shocking week last week. The people that win every week, I look at the score and just go, fucking hell. I always pick I'm my so team and then go away. bed and then it's a massive gamble because I'm picking it before practice. Yeah, I usually try and at least do a practice. Yeah, I do one practice yeah. where you can get shafted. I got shafted last week. Like the LCQ was annoying because if we'd have just stayed if we'd have stayed up till two, you could have guaranteed no zero. Uh, actually, I don't think I had any zero points from, from uh, not the LCQ, the triple crown. Sorry, um, I done good there because crown. if you stay up until after practice, you can guarantee all your riders mm. are going to be in the triple crown. Um, in our other league, we've got we play with Sam and Alex Lowe. Sam on the the week that Justin Brayton had got. 
COVID. I said, Brayton's a hot pick for tonight. <laughs> no way. Yeah, and he selected him. <laughs> didn't even check and then zero pointed out. It's a bit nasty, really, but... That's very nasty. Well, t- no, you would have done shit from the very start if I hadn't just told you that your, your, your first week's team selection... No. You hadn't even read the rules... No, I you had read the rules, but I six picked... Six out of eight All-Stars. I'd have scored 26, 26. I'd have got 208 points every Ooh. week. I was better than last week. I got 110 or something. Yeah, stupid. The, the, the weeks I've really put thought into it, and I've been looking on people's Instagrams to see if they're, they're injured or whatever, the weeks I've done the worst, to be honest. Yeah, same. It's a very... They've designed... You've got to take your hat off to the... There's a lot of thought going into that game, and it's very... Very uh, good, very it gets impressive. You, you gripped. Very impressive game. Um, what was next? Then I wrote on here, but he's not here. So my next note was Tommy's ride day. I, th- I think he's planning. It. Well, I think there's talk. I think there's talks of another ride day. That'd be alright. First time went down well. Mm, I think he would like two: one start of the season, one end of the season. Hmm, just in case the end of the season's not, he's not doing that well. So he's at least got everyone he's made at the start of the season. Yeah, probably. <laughs> No, I told oh, you that'd that. be good. No, the first one was a was a roaring success by all accounts. Not that I like to give him too much credit, but that no, was it was good. Good he day. Did, he did very well. He excelled there. That was. I would say that was one of my highlights of the vlog career last year for Tommy's channel. Good no, day. It was a very good day. A lot of people. Uh, I don't know whether I was impressed or or that's why it was good, but I was most surprised by how well he no, managed it, to organise it. All that. turned out brilliantly. He had a bit of a queue for signing on at one point. Yeah. But no one seemed to care. I thought if I was if I was here, I'd be dis- I'd be getting angry at this queue. But he wasn't bothered remotely by the size of the signing on queue. But mm. other than that, I think I'm just being critical. I don't, there was it ran very smoothly for how many people was there as well. Everyone was happy. Sessions were good. DJ Porch was on it. He was spinning the tunes. The food was good. Then burritos. He he mm. done very good. Done good. Very impressive. What's his re- where venues is he thinking of? I don't. We're gonna, should we well, I don't know. To about, so. I don't know about venues. I mean, obviously, Apex was mega. Um, but we filled it, so maybe two. But uh, I, again, I think for my opinion is you've got to mix it up and go to different places. Uh, yeah, he's obviously not going to travel, but well, no, fuck him. He needs to travel to yeah, to, like to go like people go somewhere a bit more north. Yeah, one up, one down. Scottish people might want to come down mm. and then go somewhere far down. Apex, it's southern for most people, but it's still like yeah. get one really south and one That's fairly I think, north. north I and think. south. Yeah, everyone, don't let them, we'll not let them slack, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to get nationwide coverage rather than just within an hour of his house. He's um He's got a busy year actually, I mean, yes, well the reason we're in this room actually is because uh, Tommy was on Gypsy Tales podcast two days ago, you was on it yesterday and we just haven't moved any of the stuff back yet. And also, like I said, we haven't. We're not going back to the workshop. Nah, there, there's no desk in the workshop, we're, we're moving out. We're moving out, yeah, so... Um, Bit of a shout out for the Gypsy Tales podcast. If you want to go and listen to Tommy's, that is definitely out now on all podcast platforms. The full three hours ten. Imagine he got him to sit here for three hours ten. I'm most impressed. I fully enjoy my three hours. I'd have sat there for another three. But I needed. A, I stopped for a piss. I could have done with a few more refreshments, and I'd have sat there for another three hours. <laughs> I'd like sounding my own voice, don't I? I made you a cup of tea, and then I was going to bring you some biscuits, and then after you'd slap your lips on the donuts one weeks ago, I thought I better not take him any biscuits. <laughs> Don't like me eating. I'm vulgar. Mm-hmm. Vulgar, man. Right. I've got some questions that I've just put on the 2 Pro 1 slow. Um, well, in fact, I put questions on two things, actually. I put questions on the 2 Pro 1 slow Instagram, and then I also put some on the Edub Media YouTube community page. Edub Media. Do you want me to read some? Oh, let's read some of them first, because we haven't done them. Uh, here we go. Supercross discussions was a topic which we've we've sort of done. Well, we did. Yeah, we did Pulper Mix. Did Pulper Mix. We haven't done. Everyone's talking about Supercross everywhere now. Mm. Jason Anderson, legend. Yeah, he's sick of. Mm, good bloke. Upset that Cooper Webb's not not doing well. Yeah, your man. You're a big big coop man. Coop man. Yeah, big I'm hoping when we go east, he's gonna. It's not looking good at the minute, though. It's not no. looking good at all. No, it isn't. There's two 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 horse race at this moment in time. Mm. Um. What's the SSDT? Scottish Six Days Trial. Ed's not a big trials. Right, he he's, he likes trials, but he's not he's not clued up on the it's it's heritage or it's. We would like to see Billy and Ed do the SSDT and do a full blog. Do you think that can be made? 
No, I'll tell you now, no, because Billy just hates trials bikes, even though that no, he's a fan of it. He no. was born on one. and I, I will do the Scottish 60s trial again at some point in my life, 100% guaranteed. Um, I probably will make a vlog of it. I think, uh, and I'll probably like, enjoy it too, to be honest. Stan reckons he's booked me on an Isle of Man, Manx one. Uh, Manx two days also. That, well, that's more of a, a piss-up rather than yeah, a trial. Yeah, that's what he said. Um, that's, that's why he likes it, but... Um, no, I will 100% do the Scottish again, and there probably will be a vlog from it. I, I can't promise it's going to be in the near future. The problem is, it's usually very similar timing to Ligares. However, Ligares isn't in the calendar for next year. Who knows whether it'll be making a return? I don't have any knowledge on that. So if it doesn't, it may leave me a little bit more free, and who knows? But I will 100% at some point make a return to the Scottish. I can't promise I'm going to walk sections and take it seriously, but I'll be there. Right. This was a question for Tommy. But the Scott would be better for well, as this, there's more chance of of Ed doesn't know the difference between the Scottish and the Scot, so that shows how 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 his trials. Uh, yeah. What's the word? I just like trials. His trials encyclopedia is. Um, there's more chance of a return to the Scot in the near future. I'd like to do that again. That's on my bucket list or my to do list before I retire. I need a gold spoon for the Scott trial. Um. What's your take on pro riders dropping down or across to AMCA instead of racing the British Championship? And also, would Ed consider sponsoring a team in the future of the British Championship? What's your take? Um, I, I don't, I don't really have much of one. If I, I don't, think I don't your see, own crack yeah, on. I don't see as much difference. Like it's not like fair enough going from the World Championship to the AMCA, but. I don't feel like, feel I feel like riding there's bike, good riders in the MCA Championship anyway, from what I know. I'd, to be honest, I'm not that clued up on... on we'll be there who's in a few years with Tommy. Yeah, well, I was going to say, <laughs> we'll, we'll be there watching them soon, so we'll know who's there. Um, no, I don't have a problem with it. Crack on. Are you going to sponsor a team? Well, I'm not going to sponsor a team, no, because I think sponsoring a team is not given... I think it's good, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's giving a fair crack of the whip to everyone, so I'm going to push on with the Fastest Lap Awards. And back. I collected them them trophies yeah. at the weekend. They're in stock, ready. What do you, what championships are that for? Both, MX Nationals oh. and British, I believe, all classes. I can't remember yeah, what well. I've wrote in the email. I think it's all classes. I think there was a bit of a dilemma with girls, but I don't think there's a girls' British championship now. Oh, really? Well, nah. that's a bit shit. If that, not that, again, yeah. I know much about it, but if Gareth there's Gareth no. Hockey put a statement out saying if there wasn't enough riders to make a championship, he wouldn't, and oh. uh, I, I don't think there was. That's don't quote me on it, but I, I don't think there is one. Um. So, yeah. No, I won't be sponsoring a team, but we'll. There, you can win kecks. Is there an arch coming for the whole shot? There's uh, there's talk of... There's a few things on the cards. Um. There's well, I'm not to say that. No, you can say it. It's not. I don't know whether it's happening yet. We're we're trying to figure out a way to do a few more things. Fastest lap awards, whole shot awards, whole shot awards. I think is going to be on the burner until next year. And uh, as you'll see, because a fastest lap and a whole shot is two different things. Yeah. Why even going on? And as you'll see in our our new podcast, when we move studios and everything set up, we're getting some real nice sofas made with um, like. Patchwork quilt kecks cut all over it. They there's three of those going to be at every British motocross championship in a bit of a fan zone for you to get photos and sit on and pretend you're on the podcast or whatever else. You Wonderful. Didn't, you didn't even know that. No, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so I've got to go and pick them up. They're actually finished, but I've just got to go and pick them up. Great, great stuff. Um, Colin Storrock wants to know about your six ten and any update. <laughs> no, we were just talking about that. I'll be honest, it hasn't been touched by myself since we did that video. Um, I did get a couple of inquiries about people wanting to do it up for us. I obviously ignored you at the time. I didn't respond because I'm a useless fucking twat. If anyone is interested in doing it, please get in touch with Ed and then Ed will forward it on to me as import, as a matter of urgency. The best way to get in touch is go on to kexunderwear.com, go into the contact page and fill out that form with the subject 610. Okay, that's the best way to do it. Um, I, I don't intend to not reply. What I usually do is I read the message and go, oh, that sounds fucking mint. Get distracted. Go back on on and the message is, is gone. It's not, it, it just, I don't, it's gone too far down. Uh, and then I forgot it's there. It's not on the top of my memory. And then about a week later, I go, oh, fuck, some guy messages about the 610. 
and then I feel really bad and then I almost feel too guilty to then apply like a week later so I would like someone to do it up I would like it to be put in a safe rideable condition because I'd actually like to do some races on it I don't want it to be mint I was yeah do it up's the wrong word just make it yeah safe. I just want it safe really new change pockets maybe the engine looked at just to make sure that's not going to nip up um wheels just so it's safe to just scrag all over the place and I'd like to do a race on it I don't want it like mint with titanium and no new plastics or any all of that shite I just want it to be able to just hold it flat out yeah it's currently just leaking fork oil all over the thing every day I wipe it up fork oil on the floor more and more more oh that's good uh, not really that related but I went to the KTM museum last weekend there's a vlog coming at some point this week from that little tour that I had first time I'd been all them bikes in the KTM museum had oil in them were ready to start there was a few leakages there ready to start well like they were had oil in in, in like oh they're runners re- ready to runners all of them well fuel, obviously not fuel no, well, I don't have full tanks, but like there was like, a, as you walk around, like the, the, the tour, I was like, oh, we've got another, oil, we've got another leaker here. And they all, well, not all of them, but it was a couple of little. Was your, oil. was your world championship bike there? No, there's, it was there. It was in the secret storage underground bit where there's, that was actually. Is it still hanging and got a burnt out tire on it? Uh, no, no, that bike also, this thing has still got a burnt out tire. That bike's in Italy. That's ready to come home. Have you won that bike? Yeah, I've got that bike. Oh, man. That's going to join the Super Enduro bike. Um, but there was... Oh, no, there wasn't one from last year there. There was a 2018 West Championship bike, and there was my Beach Race, also a 2018 <laughs> bike. But that was in the secret underground storage bit, which I it was. there's some pretty cool bikes in there, um, that, which was where they keep like the stock, where they're going to rotate and keep the museum fresh. But I got to see it all, and there was like some. Did you get the camera in there? No, that oh. uh, well, uh, the 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 that was the only bit I wasn't allowed to video because obviously that's not available yeah. to the public, and they don't want to just give away what's coming. And there was a few of this year's MotoGP bikes in there um, that just came back from having their like the engine sealed and stuff like that. There was some cool shit. There was a there was a Zach Osborne Factory eighty five in there. Um, can you pay to go there? Yeah, no, the the museum's open. It opened like two years ago. For some reason, I just hadn't been to Austria since it opened. Um, so if anyone's ever been to the factory, have you ever been to the factory? No, I've never been. So I'm good friends with Tim from Redline KTM. He yeah, goes loads of times, he, and he took people, and I was supposed to go, but didn't. Um, so like the factory's basically made up of, well, now probably like five or six big big buildings that kind of took over the t- this town like Mundafin and Matikoffen which is like where the, the main factory is so like um, you have the main production line area and stuff like that and a couple of smaller factories nearby and then about 100 yards up, 100 metres up the road they've now built this motor hall which is kind of in the city so it's quite cool there's like restaurants and cafes kind of around it um, or in the town that's what I'd call it this cool mad looking modern building um for like three floors of kind of all sorts and uh it was actually really interesting it's all ktm which is a shame and was pushing oh, there's no husqvarna in there no nah, it's just ktm at the moment i was i prodded him i said where's this where's the husqvarna corner and i said oh we win a few more championships maybe we can have one of those. Oh, i thought they'd have uh, all three models in there nah it's all still well that part in austria it's all still pretty pretty orange but now, I asked, I pushed, uh, it didn't sound, it wasn't a no when I said we need some more Husqvarna in there. Um, You've had a lot of, it's not a no lately, haven't you? Yeah, not, not, it's not a no, so that's all we need to talk about on that <laughs> front. Um, but, no, nah, it was cool. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. You can pay, I think it's open most days of the week or whatever. I don't know whether you're, I, I don't know if they do tours around the production area and stuff like that or whatever. The, the whole place is cool. I took, um, was Roxy's first time there, so we had like a full tour of like oh, yeah. the motorsport buildings and stuff like that. And there's a new building called House of the Brands, which is where they do the marketing for all of the companies, which is a really cool building. Um, had a meeting about the Husky Vlogs, and oh, what's happening? They're, with they're happy. Well, I'm the only rider in the team this year. Um, if I don't know if that's well, it's out there now anyway. Um, so we're not gonna. We're just gonna do vlogs on my channel with Husky support. They're gonna. Um, they're gonna help a little bit and a few little ideas, little some uh, some bit more brand placement and stuff. But to be on my channel because there's no point kind of making a, my own vlog and then a team vlog, which is only me and the team. So um, 
So you're going to get all the, the race footage on your... Yeah, so the race footage will be for my vlog. So hopefully from each race, we're going to have like a real crispy, nice nice vlog. Um, I look forward to watching that. All bit. of the outdoor races this year. But it's super cool. Like It's nice that they're so on board, to be honest. I think they're seeing that there's enough time in the day to still win the race and fuck about for 10 minutes with the camera. So they're, they're um, supportive of that. Talking of vlogs, Kieran underscore 43's asked for a decent camera to start vlogging you're having so great debates with your cameras again <laughs> aren't you yeah I am uh, Sony uh, I bought Roxy um, Sony SV1 just before Christmas um, I thought to use well it, for how small it is and stuff it's literally can go, it's pocket size goes mm. in your pocket I thought for when walking around at races or whatever um, that's nice to have. It's got zoom. It's got a directional built-in mic. It's got um, if you want, if you get the tripod with it, it's got like a record, start and stop button, and zoom from the tripod. I was very, very impressed to be honest. And then uh, literally took it to the track one day in South Africa, just put it on auto, um, and was riding around, and I couldn't believe how good the footage was, just for how small it was. Um, its price is pretty reasonable as well. I think it's like seven hundred pound, including the tripod. Um, it might be eight hundred, including the tripod, seven hundred without. And for the price and stuff like that, I think that's that's a pretty good starting point. Um, it's it's like point and shoot, um, so it doesn't have interchangeable lenses or anything. But I think the zoom is like sixteen to fifty or something like that, sixteen to fifty five, maybe. It's yeah, I was impressed with it. I um, would I would consider. On, for this podcast, we use Sony yeah, these are A6400s, which I can't work a Sony camera to save my life because I've always had a Canon. But if I was to give you any advice, Kieran, I would say audio is just as important as the picture. So yeah. GoPro's brilliant for being on a bike, on board, no good for vlogging. And if you're going to buy a camera, just buy a mic for it, a road directional mic, any sort of microphone, because if you can't hear it, it's really hard to watch. Same as this podcast. If the if the audio quality is shit on any podcast, I'd, no matter who's on it, I just want to turn it off. Yeah, audio is is very important for retaining people's uh, attention. But at the end of the day, you don't need anything too amazing. Like uh, y- your phone does a pretty yeah, good phone picture. Your phone does a with pretty a plug good, in mic. Know, I was going to say if your phone with a microphone because phone mics are very hit and miss. Sometimes they work amazing and they pick up what you because they they pick up. They, if they think it's the the intended sound, that's what they'll pick up. And sometimes it's perfect and it is your voice, and sometimes it's fucking God knows what. Um, so that Sony SV1 is pretty good. Ed uses the Sony A6400, is it? Here, yeah. And then for these, and um, then my proper camera for Tommy's vlogs and anything Kex related is a Canon. Yeah. R5, which is if you, you overkill. Know, I was going to say, <laughs> if, you've, if, you've got a, if you've got a fair bit of Christmas money saved up, still left over. Um, it's well overkill. Uh, it's more than you'd ever need. Like, everyone keeps telling us, well, not everyone, but we've had a few comments soon uploading 4K or whatever. You, the only reason YouTube, we bought, well, so the only reason I bought that Canon R5 was because a year and a half ago, me and Bill did a video for... I guess Moto the movie or Moto Co the movie. Moto Co, Moto Co. Yeah. Revolutions. It's on Billy's channel, um, and they requested 4K 120, and it that was the camera of choice at the time that worked with my lenses. But yeah, yeah. I uh, my main camera is a Fujifilm XT4, which I think is a this very week. good camera. Huh? This week, no, it's <laughs> it's the camera I wanted for a while, and then I eventually got it, and then um, I really like the camera. I rate the camera. I rate Fujifilm. Um, they just I'm not I'm I'm I fell out of love of it a little bit when I seen how good the Sony was this point and shoot one that I'd got so then I was leaning towards this, this Sony A7 well, there's an A7 IV out now but that's also overkill for YouTube but mm, don't know um it's just I might ever go for a new lens for the Fuji or I might just go for the Sony either A7C or an A7 IV not that Everyone's probably switched off because they thought four cameras. Yeah. Who was oh. that for, Kieran? Kieran. I hope you listen to that, Kieran. Well, hopefully Kieran's going to be a sick vlogger next yeah. week. Let me know if you're a vlogger, Kieran. Comment on a video. Link, give us a link to your channel or whatever. Um, Love a watch. I think uh, articulating screen is also quite important. Yeah, we've got fault. These Sony's are... 
do some research, basically. The SV1 flips out from the side. Something with a screen so you but can see. So my first helps. camera didn't have a screen, and at the time, I didn't think it was important. But just to make sure you're in focus, yeah. or itself, I think I use the screen a lot, lot more since I had an articulating screen. Yeah. Um, someone's wrote here, what is your opinion of Tommy's vlogs and his enduro career? My opinion? Yeah. They're good. Um, I watch any kind of vlogs, to be honest. I watch everyone. I'm a fan of everyone's, to be honest. I'm a fan of Jake's vlogs. I'm a fan of Tommy's vlogs. Yeah, Jake Nichols just started. He's, he's gone well, from first, being a non-vlogger. I thought they were a bit shit at first because he always used to just pretend he didn't care whatsoever. And, and then I thought, well, X-Cast's trying really hard to make a video. Mm. and It's just, just not hard. But now he's actually... Put a bit puts effort into them yeah. and talks. I actually really enjoyed his, his last few ones. I think Jake's are good, Tommy's are good. Tommy he's been up to mine a few times. We're supposed to get him on this podcast, but uh, yeah, I actually think he'd be quite good. I think once he loosens into the podcast, I think he'd be quite yeah, good because he's he done a, he's done a fair bit. Yeah, he's, he's done, done a, a fair bit. Um, I find that the 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 bit I've spoke to him about off camera and off off topic of motocross is what he's doing at work now with. Um, oh, tri- really? That's well interesting. That's more interesting than motocross to me. Really? Yeah, sick. Like what he's up to. He's fucking mad. Oh well, that'd be definitely a cool, yeah. a, a cool guest. We are going to try and have more guests, which will work out quite good. Like if Tommy's away, we can get a guest in, or if I'm away, we can still yeah. get a get and then focus more on the guest rather than in the past when we've had guests who've kind of done the usual show just with a guest included. Whereas I think we will go into a bit more, bit more detail yeah. from the guests and stuff like that. That's one of the things that we're, we're planning on doing for this, this yeah. year. The podcast is, um, is changing all over the place. Really. We're, um, like I say, moving everything. We've, we've worked out how to do gypsy tales. He was obviously in Bali or Australia at the time. So there's no real, uh, excuses. Now we can get Bill on yeah, when wherever, he's in Spain or wherever. We might be in or whatever. We'll have to buy him another mic and some form of recorder, but you'll be right, won't you? Yeah, and no, that could actually be quite good if we're at a race or whatever. I could drag a guest in f- via mm. the race from the hotel room and ask get so that people can ask a few questions yeah. or whatever, give them a bit of uh, insight. I agree. Be quite good. Um, you didn't answer the end part of that question. What do you think of his enduro career? Uh, it stopped, actually. I'm yet to see it resume, actually, since he's crushing victory over me at Tong round the Enduro Cross track. <laughs> Can't you remember what he said last night on the phone? Uh, uh, what, uh, what was his exact words again? The bars are twisted, so much wrong. Oh, yeah, I've, I've bike, got to fucking sell it. I've I don't got know. to sell it, i get a new bike. <laughs> he doesn't like his bike he's, anymore. He's fell out of love with his bike. But no, no, we went to Wales that day for the Christmas special, which I couldn't be asked to be involved with, but it was, please, it was a nice day out in the end. Um... I still had a sore elbow that day. I still had stitches in my elbow, actually, didn't I? Uh, yeah, you did. Um, do you know what someone was on about the other day when we went to Wales and I cut my hand? Remember that time? Yeah, that was... A uh, Taylor was on about it. I was on Taylor McKenzie's YouTube. He was Neil was on about it to Taylor. But you weren't... He didn't come that day, did he? No, but Neil was there with Alex. Ah, Neil Hodgson. Did you see Neil Hodgson out in Spain then? No. Oh, he told Taylor. He was telling Taylor. Oh, right. And... Uh, I can't remember how that topic came up, but anyway, that reminded us of that first day when I cut my hand, and that was the day, the week week before that. Me and Tommy went to race the motocross race at Avrig when I had a faster lap time than him. Mm, yeah, you did. You um, you sliced your hand on like a real. No, I think someone crashed, and I was parked my bike. Well, I was going back to help them, and I lost my front as I was trying to stop. Yeah, it was a real oh, nothing crash. No, it was like nothing. I, like, lost the front as I was going to stop, put my hand out on some, like, a real s- slaty, horrible ground and the big... The scar's still there, look. Oh, yeah. It's pretty, pretty good. There we go. That was that. that not that any of you cared about that one. He's, if anyone's still watching, thanks a lot. It's a bit of a all-over podcast again, isn't it? I think it's all right. We've hit an hour. Yeah, uh, well, I thought... Entertain people's journeys. Uh, let us know if you... Listening to it in the car. I thought what we TV. needed to do was get something. Yeah, I there. fully agree. No, it's good. Um, so. Let them know what's coming. New studio. I'm, we had a little test one, not in the right seats, but just for placement and stuff. I think it's going to be really, really cool setup. Um, yeah, the, that's the plan. Make it cooler. Um, I haven't sorted it yet, but I'm trying to bring on another editor as well to edit the podcasts okay now and edit I didn't know segments that. and edit uh more stuff for the instagram fucking hell 
Reinvesting, Bill. Big time. Metal would do is reinvest. This is the Lucky this we is can afford to eat the amount of reinvestment we've been doing it. Well, if they keep buying all your merchandise, you can afford to eat. Just. Only just. <laughs> I'm about to reinvest in another order of high, the finest garments available for them. Um, that's actually on our to-do list today, actually. I've got a few more drafted up designs that Ed needs to, to tidy up, ready for some sampling. Well... We've said we've filled our day. Even though our day's been cancelled, we've filled our day. Yes, the day has been cancelled. Right. Still fucking raining outside. I'm going to get you one last uh, one last question to sign off our quick hour, just to update everyone else and that. Um, shall I do a random? Yeah, do a random. I'll do a random, this one here. <laughs> What's red and slow? No way. <laughs> yeah, I swear. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Tommy's hand <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, that is brilliant. That's an OG joke. That was some yeah. when I was in Dubai. That's mint. I'll do one more. I like the random scroll already. That one. Are you going to get a Paul Cooper replica Husqvarna CR250 and race the VMXDN? It's a good question. Um, I have no idea, to be quite honest with you. I don't, do you know what date it is? Um... I should do because what banged on about it. You talked on about it for it's, about two hours. I think it's either the first bank holiday in August or the last. Or is there two? I don't know. Bank uh, holiday in August. I think I'm in America for majority of August because we have, uh, well, we have Romaniacs and then there's another race in South America the next weekend. It's then, Tennessee knockout. Then TKO. Oh. Then a weekend off and then Canada. Oh, you're busy. So I think August, but then September. That's how we should end it, right then. So give us a quick rundown of what you've got coming up, what races are uh, what, idea. and then uh, give us your real quick, quick Go fire. To well, tomorrow I'm going to wake up about half seven, have a coffee, probably a bagel for breakfast. Sound like Tommy. No, so next week, not next week. First weekend, it's not even a weekend because in Israel it's a Thursday night. Third of March. Next Super Enduro. Then come home, back for a couple of weeks. 19th, 20th of March, last two rounds of Super Enduro, double header in Germany. Final weekend, Super Enduro Championship finished for the year. Um, then first weekend of April, I do believe. Beginning of April, minus quick, 400. Quick turnaround, then. Yeah, fast turnaround. Well, the first race is very early for some reason. It's in Israel, so I'm guessing for the heat. Right. First uh, two races in Israel coming up very soon. Um... So then, uh, in Super Enduro finishes, first outdoor race is in Israel, also at the beginning of April. Then there's like six weeks until Serbia, which is a new race, which I'm actually quite looking forward to. I've seen some videos of that place, and it looks sick. So second round is in Serbia, and then and then it's, I think, Erzberg, and then Aberstone, and then Romania. By that point, winter, summer, and back to normal. But over the next couple of weeks, I'm back to Spain at the weekend, Week about ten days of riding before the next Super Enduro round, and then I'll probably stay in Spain slash Andorra in between. Then in Germany, just kind of focusing on Super Enduro. Hopefully, uh, getting the job done there. So far, so good. Um, and then probably come back. Uh, then we'll probably start doing quite a bit of testing. For I've I've rode a two stroke on you a couple of times since getting. So um, once Super Enduro is finished, get back on two stroke, get some testing done. Um, and get set up for the uh, for the outdoor races for the for the real work to start. Right, we're just messing about so far. Indoors just feel like messing about compared to outdoor. You like races. an indoor? Yeah, I just I like it, and I like the setup. I like being out in Spain and just at the Super Enduro. You got track. a lot of um, you got a lot of reshares of your hot lap in uh, the last round. Yeah, and it wasn't even well. It was good. Obviously, I'm not saying it wasn't good. But I know you were pissed off at that lap. Yeah, because I made a few mistakes. I didn't step on, step off, and then even the rock corner wasn't great. And then um, I didn't stay in a straight line through the matrix, but then the second half of the lap was okay. But it wasn't brilliant. I didn't feel good at any point. I think Zach Osborne and Dean both shared it and said it blew their mind. Yeah, I'm not... It, I like it. It was still good. Don't get us wrong. The, the, I think what was really good was the that tight rock corner on the inside line where it was mm. like... Doo. Do, do. That was pretty good, um, but nah, it's good. I just the whole super I like a proper enjoy. You know, like it's like a late afternoon ride, and because the tracks are usually either frozen or like a lot of condensation in the morning still. So you, you only start riding at like one. So you're like you just lazy morning, have a stroll. This is perfect sport for you. Have a lazy morning, have a stroll for some coffee. 
go and blow the van up, stop and have some like a late breakfast slash lunch on the way to the track, turn up at the track and then check your spokes and prep your bike for the next day. By this time, it's like one. Do a few motors, have, have a stop and have some food, do a few more motors and then it's like the sun's set, just about to set. Then you start doing some stupid stuff for Instagram for the rest for the last hour before the sun goes down and then straight to the restaurant for some food and then home in bed. Bit of you. This time of year is just, just, just perfect vibes. Right, well, um, thanks for listening, I guess. Thanks for watching. Yeah, thanks for everybody. Nice to be back. Um, Hopefully next time all three of us will be here and we'll be in the new studio. New studio coming soon. Buy merch, is full restock. This is your last chance to get the current stock. If uh, if it sells out, it sells Are out. the hats all going to go? Changing everything? You're not keeping any OG products? Maybe it's hats. But T-shirts and hoodies and from... Hat accessories will probably stay the same. Maybe bring out a new colour. No, I've got a new design of hat that I want to do actually. All right. Don't tell, I'm not telling you anymore. But it, it's fact. It's come, It's been a while off. You know, there's no point waiting for the new stuff. You might as well go and buy the stuff that's out now. <laughs> oh god. All right. Anyway, thanks for the love. Nice one, guys. Catch you soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.